Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live-ish from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. We are not live. Uh, if you haven't listened to a few of the last episodes, Lizzie and I moved. Uh, Lizzie moved to the city finally. So we got some good episodes that are coming out soon that we recorded mid-move, pre-move, and at other live locations like this one which we recorded live at the Cobra Lounge here in Chicago uh, with new friend of the pod, Mags, or Elliot Mags, I guess. Uh, this is a really cool interview, A. B, we stayed around and stick, stuck around to watch the show, and uh, I think we both agree that Mags is like on the verge of popping off into something really big. So uh, we're very glad that we got the opportunity to talk to him before that happens so you know if you listen to this episode now when it's when it's like brand new when it's just fresh you're like oh man can't wait to see that guy you know go go big time and if you're listening to this when he's big time just just know you know we knew we saw something in in this interview <laughs> Uh, no, Elliot's awesome, and this is a great interview, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, let us know if you think that Mags is great and is going to pop off on our uh, social media channels and our, our, our review channels and our uh, YouTube channels, <laughs> all of our channels. You can leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. Or uh, you can check us out on Spotify. You can leave a review there. We're on all of the platforms like that. You can watch the video version over on our YouTube channel. Leave a little thumbs up. Leave a like. Leave a subscribe. Leave a comment. All the good stuff there, too. You can find us on Instagram at Emo Social Club. You can find us on TikTok and on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. And, uh, you know, anywhere you find us, just let us know. Hey, I found you. Here I am. Witness me. And uh, we'll, we'll respond. I've been responding to a lot of our YouTube comments because people keep um, disagreeing with our takes. And there's one thing we do here at Emo Social Club. It's we give our takes and we take our gives. Whatever. <laughs> we take whatever you give. Let's go ahead. Let's just, let's just get into the episode. Let's just go ahead. Get it started. This is our interview with Elliot Mags. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live well, kind of, I guess. We're we're live in person at the Cobra Lounge. Uh, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with Elliot of Mags. Thanks so much for hanging out with us before your show. Thank you for having me. It's very nice to be here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, obviously you're at Cobra Lounge because that's the physical location we are. Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> um, is. But yeah, so so you're on tour and, and you have a record just come out. So Yeah, the record came out uh, last Friday. So Okay almost a week ago and this is the first night of my second ever headliner tour hell yeah nice. yeah so and this is also i think my only my second time playing chicago so um really excited to be back uh, i think i was here i was here back in uh 2021 with a band called the happy fits yeah, uh, yeah. okay yeah, yeah, we yeah. played we played sub t and that was yeah. a really really sick place uh really fun show so I actually I've been I've been talking to some some of the people who are showing up already and they're like, We saw you like two years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, Wow, and you're here. That's so crazy. Yeah, but it's it's honestly like such a such a blessing to to even be here. So I'm I'm stoked. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
And with your new album, obviously you're touring on it. This is the first night of your new tour as well. How has the reception been for your new, your latest album, Destroyer? It's been great, honestly. I, I really put this record out like for me. I wanted to make an album that was true to who I am as an individual and true to my influences. And uh, you know, so it's a bit of a departure from some of my early material. But I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of push the envelope a little bit, and so. And people seem to like it, you know. I honestly, I don't. I didn't really care if people were like gonna like it or not because that's like this is this is what I need to do, and I'm I'm glad that they do though. I'm really glad. Yeah. yeah, I know when I listened to it because I listened to you a while back as well. Like hearing this, I was like listening to the latest album like a few days ago, and I was like, you like this sounds like something I know, and like that like it was like you know for fans of type of thing. And I like realize it on our way here. I'm like, oh, early Cage the Elephant. That is the vibes that this album gives me. Interesting, yeah. You know, I, I always thought my my early records were very much inspired by Cage the Elephant. Um, I was I was definitely a, a fan of theirs, like them and like um, the Strokes, another mm-hmm. another band that I was very influenced by um, when I was making my first album. Uh, this one kind of just like moments that are reminiscent of like some of the post hardcore music I used to listen to oh, or. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's elements of like, you know, some of the like early singer songwriter, like sixties and seventies kind of music I grew up on. Um, you know, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a mixed bag, you know, of of all my influences at this point. I know in your, the email we got for you, it's like for fans of like fallout boy and Motown and then like heavy shit. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It's quite an eclectic mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's becoming a bit of a, like, I'm not even quite sure how to describe it to people most of the time. Cause people are like, what do you sound like? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't even, I have to make up, I have to have to make up a genre at this point, you know, like think of a name for a genre. I mean, we have like butt rock out there. So like there's, the world is endless for you. <laughs> what if it was booty rock? Booty, booty rock. rock. Ooh. Yeah. That goes kind of crazy. I, there you go. I, when I first heard that mix, my first thought was like Bad Rabbits. <laughs> bad Rabbits is hard. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember, I remember I was really, I was really, really into them um, for a couple years when they were like popping. And uh, that was like a very like, uh, gratifying thing to be able to see like uh, a band of you know black people and and people of color like doing music that wasn't necessarily Mm hip-hop you know it's like more rooted in rock and like there's bro obviously is like got the voice of like a a soul singer you know (laughs) what I mean but like it's it's just got a lot of everything in it you know so I I definitely was influenced by that as well do you think a lot of like because my my understanding of how music is now and there's like this twitter thing that's been going around like people in the music industry don't know how to like break a band and like all this stuff and it's like i think like part of it has to do with like there's this idea that genre is like one thing Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are making music now that is like not one genre like you can't Mm -hmm. pigeonhole it but fans resonate with that more Mm -hmm. so it seems to me like that might be like kind of the the path like for most musicians yeah it's kind of the it's kind of like the the hack right now Mm -hmm. you know i think being your most authentic self is what gets you attention you know and i think if you're trying to fit into certain you know if it's a genre or if it's just like a status quo you know what i mean i think you you tend to 
just kind of get lumped in with a bunch of other artists or, or bands that you sound similar to. And that, you know, maybe is good for like, you know, getting some traction, but ultimately the, the people who are going to really resonate with your music are the ones that are going to be like, oh, this is like a niche thing that was made just for me. You know, like some of my favorite music is like, you know, music that is, you know, it, it, it hits me in a place where it's like, if this band only put out albums and I was the only listener, like I, I hope they would keep doing it, you know. And that, it's that like that mean is like, oh, if I the, like if they have, if, a, thousand if they have fans. a thousand fans, I'm one of them. If I'm the only one left, I'm here, and if there's none, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that way. Especially, I feel that way about um, like they've they've gotten very popular in recent years. But Duster, Duster yeah. was a band that like when I when I first heard them, it was like all the ADHD in my brain just went away for a second. And I was like, oh wow, I can. This is it. This is this is huh. this is my music. You know what I mean. So, yeah, uh, I, I I started listening to them. I think I found them because um, I was listening to another interview with with uh, the singer and the guitarist of a band called Pear, and he was talking about how one of his albums was was heavily influenced by Duster and Weezer, and mm. Pedro the Lion were his three influences. That's such like. Oh, that's a mix. <laughs> it that's is, but mix. like if you listen to the, sense, if you listen to the, if you listen to his album, you can hear all of it like yeah. so clearly, you know. And Duster was the only band I had never heard of in that those three that he would named, and uh, I listened to them, and that was kind of what like it kind of broke my brain, honestly, like in a good way, you know. It's like, oh wow, I, I didn't know this kind of music existed. Like, I, I, I and then I started like a whole, you know, di- deep dive into their catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I, I was realizing you were just on uh, uh, Casey's podcast, Case Rock? Yeah, uh, yeah, his podcast. Sick. Friend of uh, the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Yeah, we've talked to them before. And, Very nice. And super nice dude. But so I don't want to ask you like a bunch of questions about like your music making because I know you probably just like answered all I'm those. I'm down to but, answer whatever questions you got. Yeah, I mean, like, so when you are are listening to this, like, uh, I, I think one thing a lot of artists probably deal with is like, okay, I'm making the music that I'm listening to, and like, I'm basically mm-hmm. just like creating that. Like, do you feel like there's still a lot of like yourself in it? Like, is it's it's this stuff, but it's still Elliot in it? Um, yeah, I would I would definitely say this is like the music that I want to hear. Um, I, you know, my album came out last Friday and pretty much all weekend I was just listening to it, you know, you know, the process of making the album is very like, it can get a little tedious at times, you know, and even though I I love it from start to finish, there's moments where it's like, okay, I'm just, I want to be done. You know, (laughs) I'm just, I'm, I'm so close and I want this to be done. But if I don't, if I, if I, if I stop, like if I check out right now, then like, you know, I would be doing myself a disservice. Um, so to be able to listen to the album now, like removed from actually making it, it's like, damn, like this is an album that if I had found it when I was 13, it would have changed my life, Hmm. you know? And that I think is, um, kind of the special thing about, um, what I do is it's, it's entirely for myself. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, it's like, I, I love that people resonate with it as well, but even if they didn't for some reason, if it wasn't hidden, I would still be making these <laughs> albums in this weird kind of, you know, self-produced way. You know? <laughs> You're going to find that one person who's like, I am a fan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and they're going to be like right there up in front of the stage, be like, I'm yeah. the number one fan. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people think they're my number one fan, but, uh, it I might mean, that's actually, pretty rad. That might, is pretty yeah, cool. It might actually be me though. Like realistically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be me or my mom or my girl. 
Way that's, yeah, that's I don't think you're gonna meet beat the mom fan. Yeah, yeah true. She's <laughs> number one. She's standing somewhere, everywhere, and being like, yeah. "That's my kid." Yeah, she's actually. They're gonna drive. The, uh, my whole family lives in Buffalo, New York, so mm. they're gonna come to the Columbus show. Oh nice. yeah, yeah. My mom and my sister are gonna come out for that, so that'll be cool. Oh yeah. Now, how has your family? Because I was reading some of your background, and you come from like a very like more you know like not like conservative but like a little bit more of a religious upbringing where you said you've been like more sheltered Mm -hmm. how has that been with like the reception and like with your family and saying like hey i'm gonna be an artist and i'm gonna go out on tour and make this kind of like heavier music that maybe isn't too familiar with that background well yeah it's funny because i think around 12 or 13 i started to get into you know like heavier music Mm -hmm. i started to find bands that were just like, you know, the music that I gravitated towards first was punk rock, you know, and definitely had a bit of a, a power struggle with both my parents, you know, when I was like <laughs> trying to like, oh, listen, I like this band, and they would be like, well, we want to read the lyrics, you know. Oh, so no. I actually I have a funny story about uh, going to a hot topic, and I wanted to buy, um, I wanted to buy an August Burns Red album. Yeah, I wanted to buy an August Burns Red album because I mean I, that's that's. It's like they're like a super Christian yeah, band. Yeah, I was about to say it is. But, so. that's, but I, and I knew that, but it was like you know, my my mom has to get past the screaming and get past sure, every, yeah. all the all the antics and everything. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, mom, this is the CD that I want, and she's like, mm. you know, and she walks up to the <laughs> she walks up to the guy at the counter. She walks to the guy at the counter who's working. He's got you know big gauges. Yeah. And he's tatted up, and yep. he's just you know hot topic employee 101 type shit. And um, she's like. My son wants to buy this CD. Can you play it? I want to read the lyrics. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. You're like, oh, Mom, no. You, you're kidding me. But we sat there and listened to, like, you know, the first three songs. She read the lyrics. And I was like, Mom, they said Jesus right here. And she's like, okay. Like, I you know. guess it's Christian enough. Yeah. So it was definitely, like, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a process to, to get them to warm up to, you know, just different music. You know, like, yeah. my, my parents were, were you know pretty devout in their faith and you know so I was raised on a lot of just like church music mm-hmm. and you know there was other stuff kind of mixed in like my dad's a really big fan of James Taylor um so a lot of like singer songwriter like kind of stuff um I think they played that stuff in the house because it was the only thing that would calm us down you know <laughs> <laughs> sure. I've got I've got three other siblings and we're all pretty close in age yeah. so at that age like we were we were definitely like you know, ripping it up in the house a lot of times. <laughs> uh, also being homeschooled, we were always home. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So bringing that kind of music into the house and there's all, all this screaming and just like loud, <laughs> loud shit. It's like, you know, so. But once they kind of warmed up to it and I started showing them the music I was making, you know, um, there was never really any like resistance. Mm. You know, there was never, uh, you know, my mom was like, well, what are you saying here? The only thing, my, <laughs> the only thing they ever said was like, you know, leave, leave your listeners with a positive message. And, you know, when I first started making albums, I was very much writing from a place of catharsis and, and just trying to uh, just figure stuff, figure out like who I was, you know, figure out like how to navigate through my life and, and how to, um, you know, how to be me, you know? <laughs> and, and it was always tough because like, I'd write these songs and they always, they were, they were catchy and they felt good, but it was like, you know, 
kind of like their diss tracks against like you know my maybe an ex or like sure. yeah. a situation yeah. you know yeah. so it's always like and fuck you kind of thing <laughs> you know but <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a canon event you can't interfere with yeah. it <laughs> you really can't you know I, I had to go through that and I had to I had to kind of have those experiences and and write about it and you know so now when I when I write songs like there's still some of that like. We'll call it angst. That's what it was, you know. Mm -hmm. Started writing, oh, yeah. started writing <laughs> songs when I was like, you know, nineteen or twenty. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of angst, mm -hmm. a lot of just me kind of freaking out my my emotions and my feelings and stuff. But um, as I've gotten older and and a little more like, you know, learned more about myself, it, it's been it's been a lot easier for me to to get the catharsis elements, but also like say something, you know, mm -hmm. and and leave leave my listeners with something that that they can you know, hold on to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and stuff that, that, that actually means something, you know, we, we live in a world that's very, uh, shit's just bad right yeah. now, you know, like shit's, it's like some things are the best they've ever been, but some things are like the worst they've ever sure, been, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah. like music, it's to me should be an escape from all that, you know, and that's why we're all here at this show tonight. You know, so sure. I think that I think it's important. You know, I think my mom was right. You know, I think it's important to, to leave the listeners <laughs> with something that they can they can hold on to. One of the biggest things I was so afraid of was my mom finding any of my like teenage poetry and like oh, any lyrics I wrote. Yeah, that's it's so like, relatable. I'm like, I'm I'm writing it. I'm singing it. I'm putting it out and playing shows. She's coming to the show. She's like. I don't know what you're saying up there. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, that's so nice. My parents can never say anything because my dad put Fall Out Boy on my iPod when I was like mm -hmm. seven years old. So it's like, wow. you know what? I feel like this is the way it turned out. That's on you. Yep. You can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, truly. What was actually really funny was um, during the pandemic, I put out an, uh, an EP called Lost Tapes. Mm. And um, the second to last song, I think, on that album is called Couldn't Care. It's not a song that I play very much or really listen to or think about that much. It's it's about like a, a very tumultuous end of a relationship mm -hmm. and you know, something I don't really want to ever really think about or resonate like within me too much, but uh my mom loves that song. Mm -hmm. And the first like line of the song is it's uh what the fuck, I'm sorry, what the hell? I didn't mean to curse or fucking yell. What the hell, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's her favorite song. And I'm yeah. like, it's got all these swears in it. Oh, wow. And it's just very, like, you know, the, the idea of, like, you know, her going from a place of, like, well, I don't even know if, like, you should listen to this kind of music because it's, <laughs> it's not what I'm familiar with to, like, my favorite song by you is the one where you swear, like, six times in the first <laughs> verse. It's kind of a, kind of a juxtaposition of, of, of things, you know? She might huh. feel like it's relatable to her being like, yes, I raised you and your siblings, and that was all I was thinking internally yeah. every time. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but I think either way, you know, I, th my parents have always been very supportive of what I've done, and, and all my siblings, they've always, like, supported us and, you know, uh, never been too worried about, like, where we would end up in life, mm -hmm. so I don't, think, I don't think either of them are very surprised that I'm doing this, um, <laughs> and I think either, regardless of if they were in approval or not, I'd still be here, so <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy that they are appro approving of it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot nicer when they do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's uh, you were saying about like all these like religious bands. Like when you're listening to, them, I'm like, did I get an under oath and not grow up in like a religious household? And I was just like, <laughs> like I didn't become religious because of under oath. But I'm like, I'm singing Jesus, and I'm like, I'm it not could religious. Have been a gateway. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, listen, like Skillet was also one of those gateway yeah, ones too. Yeah, Skillet was funny because like I think the first time I ever heard Skillet, they were playing like 
they were playing like a like a Christian music festival, and they were that playing, about right. They were playing like worship songs, but like yeah. in the skillet like sound. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, this is weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I like this or if it's like if it's wrong or I don't know. But um, yeah, they were they were a band that I I listened to a lot growing up, like them and like Under Oath, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Reliant K was another. Reliant one. Yeah. K, they were yeah. extremely influential to yep. me. I used to I used to play along on drums to their albums, yeah. like. Every single day, um, that was them and and that that uh, that big Underworld album. They're only chasing safety. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. just like literally play that album front to back every day for yep. years. That was my falling asleep music. Yeah, uh, which is weird in and of itself. What what is it about? What is it about? Like, you know, like growing up with that style of music, where you think that falling asleep to that music is actually good because it's it's so yeah. hard. So uh, when I was in college, I lived in a fraternity house. Uh, that's my a roundabout way of saying I was in a fraternity, which I do yeah. not. Uh, I'm like, just say that. I don't reflect. It. <laughs> you know what? We try to call him out sometimes. Yeah. On it, then he's like, no. We no, I just lived <laughs> in a fraternity house. It's part of the continuity. It's, you're, it's you're the good. continuity. Yeah. yeah. But like, if I say it in a certain way, you're like, oh, that's interesting. It's interesting that you would end up there while not being in the fraternity. And then you have to go. Well, no, I was in I the was fraternity. In like that's that's on me. Uh, I did that misleading on purpose. Um, but because I'm in a fraternity house and there's just a bunch of idiots around and up at all hours of the night, I needed to have something loud enough in my headphones to where it was like, oh, I can fall asleep to this. Mm-hmm. And so it was. Uh, it's dangerous business from yep. that record. But then it was like two Slipknot songs. Oh my god! And so it'd be like those like three or four like five songs like just kind of on a repeat until I would fall asleep because it was like I didn't have earplugs so all I had was like something yelling at me (laughs) to fall asleep. Wow. I don't know. Yeah yeah, it worked. Like I I had a lot of friends in like high school and college that like were just super into listening to like heavy music and it kind of calmed them down or like uh, Lizzie, maybe this is for you. It's like the heavy techno, like the yeah, the like massive bass. It makes and, me sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what it fun, is. It's fun, but it makes me sleep. I, well, there's been like actual like studies and like academic research done about it, saying that it's supposed to calm you, and it's something mm. with like the BPMs and like sometimes like mm. the range and the frequencies. Yeah, I could see that, that help yeah. you like calm down, which is very interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I like to listen to like if I'm trying to fall asleep, I'll usually listen to like stuff with like 808s in it for mm-hmm. sure because like i think something about like that low frequency yeah like resonance like can definitely send those those waves through your body and you end up just being like yeah you know what kind of relaxed yeah, yeah. You know? you're yeah. like i'm having a good time now be a little like white noise like i've got my like, air purifier and it's yeah. like yeah that could be like a low frequency there i like, started getting into white noise when i started touring actually because mm-hmm. okay. it's like i'm listening to so much music either in the van or yeah. playing shows or you know just around people all the time so it's like you know putting on my headphones and just turning on like an air conditioner sound yeah. sometimes yes. just hits yes. so hard yeah have you explored the other types of noises that are out there like the brown noise the no. purple yeah. noise like, I don't like we this. get silly with it I don't well, like this. yeah there's a couple that i i gravitate towards uh, i like pink noise okay it's pretty good for me like very quiet pink noise um i also like the i have an app that is like for this specifically yeah. okay so um Sometimes I'll listen to like, uh, it's like a jet engine, or like an airplane sound. Yeah. It's just like a, okay. Yeah. It's just like constant, you know. I like a lot of like whatever is like constant with like not a lot of variance. I'm usually okay. It yeah. Usually gets me going pretty good. Weird because I could never sleep on a plane. I can't either. <laughs> it's fu- it's it's ironic because I can't sleep on a plane either. But it's 
always because of everyone that's around me yeah not because of the actual yeah. plane yeah i don't know I, I get on there i'm out before they're doing like the safety thing oh my god i'm so jealous i'm, I'm so jealous literally i've gone to flying with my friends like the same group of friends over the last few years and they're like you wouldn't know what to do because as soon as you sit down you get comfy you're gone you would die if we fell i'm like don't say that <laughs> okay. then they have to sit near the um the window because i'm scared it's gonna twilight zone me and like suck me out of the okay <laughs> wow <laughs> This is a this is a tangent that I thought about last night, and I don't know why this is what I thought about. But you know that that Drake song where he's like, uh, "I just popped a Zan thirteen hours oh, till I land, got me out like a light." Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why is that the most unrelatable thing Drake can say to me? Because like, he's got a bed <laughs> in his plane. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he can I'm be like, super cozy all he wants. This is when like Drake finally became like something like, like I don't understand your it. life. You're living different. Yeah. It was him falling asleep on an airplane. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's actually a good point. And I imagine he probably he probably has like fifteen people on his plane with him. Yes. You know? yeah. So like yes. taking a, a Xanax and then going to sleep in your king size bed in the back is probably really nice. Yeah. Like Drake, I'll never get you. Unrelatable. I'll never understand it. Unrelatable. Well yeah, we can only know where he came from, which is Degrassi, and that's all we can from ever understand. Toronto. <laughs> I would I would I mean, I wouldn't actually dead name him at and in person be like, Hey Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Do you think like one of his like enemies ha like has come up to him backstage before a show or after a show and they just get like, hey, hey, Jimmy, it's me. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, probably be Pusha T if anything. Oh, oh right. yeah, Remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Remember song, three years ago? The song Back to Back came up for me the other day too. And I was like, damn, he really had like a bunch of diss tracks and now like kind of everybody's just like angry at Drake. All yeah. He tried to like, he tried to diss uh, Pharrell on the new Travis yeah. Scott album, yeah. which didn't hit at all. Yeah, no. It's like, why are you gonna diss Pharrell? Pharrell's like, done Pharrell's, so much. Yeah, Pharrell's just here vibing, cool literally guy. not being problematic. Yeah, no. no. He tried to diss uh, Donald Glover at one of his shows recently uh. too, because like, oh, I did. He see said that. something like yeah. Donald Glover said something about like. This is America started off as a diss track towards Drake, but then it just oh. turned into something else. Like I think he was joking when he started making that song and it ended up becoming This Is America. Yeah. And then Drake's like, Well, I'm gonna turn this into a publicity thing. Yeah. And, you know, he did like he, three years later. Four three years later, yeah. yeah. It's like what good does that do anybody? Yeah. That's why back to back was good because it's like I just did a I think it was Meek Mill, that was the 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 diss track at the time mm -hmm. and he was like i'm gonna do one and then i'm gonna do a second one before you even get a chance to respond and he's like i'm going back to back and i'm like that's awesome i like that that's cool but now he's like ah, i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna call out anybody at any time yeah, yeah. I, I think drake's thing is this is the last thing i'm gonna say about drake i think he's yeah. very very good at creating controversy yeah and anything to basically get people to talk doesn't yep. matter how like big or small it is as long as people are talking then he's doing his job he literally <laughs> goes by the age-old rule of all all oh, press yeah. any press anybody's good buzz yeah which he yeah sorry i don't want to stay on drake but i do want to call out at least the the, the fucking industry plant podcast that he did oh, you know God. i saw something about that on twitter just today and it was like yeah. they were trying to be like whoa well the girl like you know, she paid this person, yeah. and then they got connected, and then like somehow Drake saw it and he liked it, and yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't she know. she had a very successful TikTok career doing like mom talk. She did something very weird with her stomach while she was pregnant. I don't, I don't know. I don't but, like, like where any of that it's is. It's TikTok, going. so like there's a niche for everything it's apparently, true. and yeah. she just got very popular off that, and then said, "I'm gonna do a podcast," and I'm like. Yeah, but you don't start your like first podcast being like kind of weird. 
and like you have say, a f- like, you have a fan base of people who like that you're weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you don't start by oh I'll just do the weird thing immediately with Drake. <laughs> it's like, with no, Drake. Like, yeah, he was I, pretty, I was like we could we could bring a mattress in here and just like have this like, be our start of being our weird podcasting with you. That could be but cool. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> no, I didn't even bring any Zans. So yeah, yeah, sorry, we can't do that again. Well, you have a show to play, so you probably shouldn't. Yeah, I was about uh, have to say you, you shouldn't be I that mean, sleepy on stage. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the first person to do it. Trust me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I am actually I don't do really any drugs. Um, I do smoke uh, weed from time to time, yeah. aka every single day. But <laughs> But uh, times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything else is is not for me. Not even drinking. I I tried alcohol for the first time uh, during the pandemic because okay. I was bored and it was uh, I had some whiskey. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yes. some some bullet bourbon. Yes. And I actually kind of liked it. Okay. I'm like I could appreciate why people like this. I'm probably yeah. gonna not drink this much, but you know I could understand it. There's a there's a balance. I, we, Lizzie and I are squares, so we don't do anything except yeah, for we, have a couple drinks here and there. Yeah, we get a, we get a lot of crap sometimes from like our certain groups of friends, and they're like, "Why won't you?" And I'm like, I, "We don't we don't want to do I, it." At this point, I'm like, "I'm not going to start. I'm not going to smoke weed because I'm already 36. Like, it's not the time yeah, to start today." I think there's a there's a window for it. Yeah. I, I started when I was 26. Yeah, and you know, up to that point, I was like totally fine, just like not. Yeah, smoking it, you know, and at this point now, it's like I even feel a little bit of like I could keep smoking it, but I'm also just I would love like to use my brain more. Sure, you yeah, know? and like yeah. weed can kind of slow you down in ways when you're trying to be productive that are are unproductive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I got really into cocktails way before the pandemic. I actually fell out of doing cocktails during the pandemic. I was like, I'm kind of good i'm just sitting at home i don't really need to like oh, i think i'm good on the cocktails and now i have this very <laughs> fancy margarita it's like look at my apartment and the no one in it while i'm yeah. like showcasing this work i guess i'll I chug done. this margarita and i guess i'll watch just yeah. tiger king or something yeah, yeah exactly but it's like there's a very there's a very different experience of like i'm gonna try this like really tasty whiskey this expensive whiskey have a little bit and then i'm done yeah. versus like okay this is my seventh pbr <laughs> yeah. yeah, at the bar, uh, and I'm out till two a.m. and I feel fucking terrible. Then I like, there's a very vast difference there. Where it's like the appreciation for it versus the like uh, the abuse, the, abuse the exploitation of it. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Like, look, I'm gonna have a good time, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's always within that, and and it's a spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna sip my riot beer <laughs> downstairs. I have the riot seltzer, and I <laughs> you got the uh, you have a bottled water. There you go. Delicious. Love hydration. Look, water's delicious. You know, oh shit! Oh, no. You know, my my guitarist today was just saying about how he detests drinking water. He's like, what? I will have a soda. Is he okay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I didn't know this about him. Oh no! I didn't know he wasn't drinking water. You might have to just oh, like sneak in like crystal light in there and just be like, no, it's um, okay. Yeah. Well, crystal light in his water? Yeah. 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 Be like, well, don't worry, it's not real water. I think I actually think my drummer's kind of like that too because he'll 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 put all kinds of like liquid IV shit in his water. Yeah. Okay. Like, I gotta get hydrated. I'm like. Okay. I guess water, whatever works. Plain water will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't know? that crazy? I mean, you can find a really good like water. Like just like go on TikTok and find that guy who's a water sommelier. I don't like that. And like find like water the water that works for you. Not, I don't. Yeah. That and then people who are like, you know, like the artisanal air. You know mm. what I'm talking about? I've heard like, of that, but I haven't like seen anything about this it. This episode of that show that uh, I think Two Chains used to do. Oh, the most expensive issues. Yeah. Oh. He, would, he, yeah. he went to like Japan and he like sampled some like $1,500 air or something. How do you even, it's air. It's He's like, well, this is from like the specific mountains in yeah. this region. And it's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? 
the best thing about that is two changes being like, I, no one needs this. This yeah, is all you, fake. Yeah, straight up. Um, we tried. We tried getting some of those when we were in Denver. Mm. Um, again, my drummer, uh, who's actually not on this tour, my my drummer Robbie, um, he he's he's convinced that they they work. He's like, oh yeah, you know, like I would go to Denver and I get like the really bad lungs and that. He just he'd be hitting this like compressed air all day. He's like, I feel great. I'm like, I don't feel anything. Like, oh my god, I, I can I can I go to Denver and I definitely feel the altitude. Yeah, but yeah. those things like the and it doesn't help me at all. It's not oh. like an inhaler. It's like literally just air. It's like, like it's like a can and it's got a little mouthpiece and you just put it up to your mouth and you just press the button and it just shoots air. That's, like, it's, that's it's insane. like oxygen or something. I don't think it. It's not the same as going to the doctor and they give you like the yeah. oxygen, no, yeah, you know? that, well, and that's like that's like a medical treatment. If you get <laughs> yeah, that this is like, like uh, these were like ten dollars at Walmart. Like, yeah, okay. not quite the same. Interesting. Thing. Yeah, interesting. You get them in the you get them in like the uh, the extra exercise section okay. of Walmart. Oh man, I guess if you're running around in Denver, like you might need it. Maybe. Maybe I feel like you you be better off just like. Uh, no, I don't know if you're better <laughs> off doing anything. I don't know. Maybe just like know. get an inhaler real quick. That might just that help shit. you out more, homie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love well, you, Rob, by the way. We're at, we, we don't want to take up too much of your time, so uh, I want to give you a minute to, um, I guess, shout out your favorite inhaler uh, maker. <laughs> uh, and, and obviously, people can pick up the record, can listen to it. Obviously, the best ways to support you, probably purchasing it online. Yeah, uh, yeah. So how can they best support you? Where can they find it? All that good stuff. Yeah, you can check out, uh, you can stream my music on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer. Some people ask me about Deezer all the time. Interesting. Like, Is it on really? Deezer? I'm like, probably, I don't know. Really? Title? People, well, there's been a lot of people over the last like, year and a half who have been like, I'm not going to listen to Spotify or Apple Music. So I'm like, sure. what else do you listen to? So I guess Deezer would be one of them. Yeah, my sister uses uh, YouTube Music, which yep. is I use weird because I send her Spotify links and she's like, I'm going to pull this up I, on YouTube. I have a yeah. friend who's like that too. He's like, I refuse to listen to Spotify. It's all on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, yo, that's weird for me because I do not go on YouTube like that. Yeah, I, I, I transitioned s mostly over from Spotify to Apple Music just for the sound quality. Mm -hmm. Sure. I yeah. noticed uh, I listened to one of my albums on Spotify and I was like, this doesn't sound the way I made it. Hmm. And then Ooh. I listened to an Apple Music, and I was like, "This sounds infinitely better." Huh. So I am I'm pro Apple Music in terms of sound quality. Okay. Um, but anyway, you can buy the record. Yes. Uh, you can buy the <laughs> vinyl. You can buy a CD if you're into that kind of thing. Um, you can go to uh, what was that? I think it's Shop Elliot Mags or something like that. Um, you can also get them from the the Smart Punk uh, web store as well. Nice. All oh, my yeah. merch is up there as well. We love Smart Punk. Um, or if you are uh, coming to a show, I will obviously have things at the merch table you can purchase. How long does this uh, this tour run for? This is a really short okay. uh, nine show run, okay. a northeast run. Yeah, cool. I, it's gonna be kind of cool though, cause like I've I've done full U.S. tours where we're we're gone for a month and a half. I've done uh, the last tour I did was with um, Sleeping with Sirens, mm -hmm. and we did. I think 12 shows, but we went across the entire United States, hmm. okay. which was like, like they were in a bus, you know, they're in a bus and they're, <laughs> you know, like, oh, we're going to go to sleep. We'll see you guys in the next yeah. city. They're like, like sleeping yeah. around in their little like twin size mattress. They're like, yeah. Hey. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to not sleep and we'll see you there, you know? Yep. But uh, that was, that was pretty intense. But um, this one's pretty short. Um, we're just doing like the Northeast. We're going from here to a couple days in Ohio, going to Pittsburgh, Philly, New York, um, I think we're playing in Connecticut somewhere, which would okay. be interesting. And then we finish out in Boston. 
Yeah. Well. So when is the uh, the Sleeping with Sirens uh, Mags collab gonna drop? Sooner than you think. Oh damn. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm well, we know about Love that. Uh, Kellen. He's like, I'm, I'm down. Kellen honestly is, it, it's funny because I just saw a podcast that he did where he was talking about me. Yeah. Oh, so cute. I'm gonna talk about him. He's yeah. one of the greatest dudes I've ever met. Like, very, very down to earth, very friendly, and doesn't have that like, you know, kind of elitist. Like, I've been in a famous band for years and years and mm-hmm. years, and I just kind of, you know. He's just very down to earth. He would always invite us onto the bus after the shows. They would give us pizza. You know, they would make sure we had everything we needed. Like the whole band, really. Like all those guys are really, really tight. Oh yeah. And uh, very accommodating. Made us feel at home. Um, you know, and that was only that was only my fifth tour. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so it was a big jump from the previous tours I had done, where we were playing, you know, th- you know, three to six hundred cap venues to you know playing theaters or you know playing in these big rooms and. You know, it felt like we were we belonged there. You know, and they they really helped us like level that up. So I was I was very very humbled that he was uh, so kind, uh, and also I got to learn a lot just from watching him perform, because you know, dude's dude's a professional. Dude's absolutely a pro. <sighs> got a voice that I'm in, I'm incredulous of. I'm like, how are you still <laughs> doing that at this? as you get older because yeah. that's a voice of like yeah you can do that in your teens and then you lose yeah. that yeah. <laughs> some some yeah some people haven't been able to maintain it yeah yeah so yeah, yeah it's it's cool to see that he i think he's even gotten better honestly mm. you know they, they were killing it every single night upsetting to me <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who likes sleeping with sirens i'm like can't believe it <laughs> um well elliot uh yeah thank you so much for for hanging out with us this has been super cool um, I, this will probably come out after all the gigs. So, uh, if you if you went to the gigs, uh, good, good job. On you. Yeah, good 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 job. Yeah. And uh, w- there will be another tour, and there will be uh, more music and endless you can check endless out. tours, endless music. Yeah, it's gonna be like we're gonna Sick, be like season mode collab. season twelve of Mags. <laughs> season twelve. Yeah, twelve seasons, and then we'll when I do a movie. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's double community. Oh, well, yeah. I guess you'd have to do a second movie. Yeah, you have you to do two movies, two in movies. Seasons, maybe a, yeah. maybe a trilogy actually. Yeah, just round it out to an even three. That's I love fair. that. I'll be the '80s model, definitely, <laughs> or the Marvel model. Yeah, you ask. you'll be the uh, the Mags extended universe, the Mag CU. There you go. It's still it's all, M- it's all it's, the letters. It's still so. MCU. Technically. Yeah, it's still <laughs> MCU. <laughs> Only get sued. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Elliot. Thank you so much for hanging thank out. Thank you guys us. again. Thanks, this was this was really good. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. I hope it was worth five stars. I hope Elliot is worth five stars to you. Make sure that you are reviewing us on your app of choice, of your your podcasting application of your decision, and uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. You can also check out the video version over on YouTube. Uh, if you already have done that, and you're like, oh, wow, this looks like it was recorded in a green room with with not-so-great lighting on a weird camera. Uh, Shut up and move on. And we love you, (laughs) and thank you for checking out this episode. We will be back next week with another brand-new, brand-beautiful, brand-accommodating, (laughs) brand-friendly episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitch at emosocialclub.tv. To see when we go live and and have some of these on on the internet sooner. 
So I think these are mostly just ones we had to record live because we were available and they were in town and we want to do more of that and we think it's fun. Uh, so anyway, yeah, from all of us here at the Emo Social Club Podcast, I'm Brian. Bye. I'm the only one here. I was like, gonna, I was literally gonna wait and see, like, oh, maybe Lizzie says something. Then I'm like, oh wait, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>